This is a headgum podcast. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And it's time for another Who's There? It's time. What it's time. It's time. <laughs> what do you want from me? I don't know. I don't know. This is uh, uh, yet another episode in which we play the calls and answer the calls of people who called in our hotline, 619 Who Them? See, I'm, I'm saying the, no, the number up front this no, time at I'm, the top of the show. No, I'm like loving this intro. 619 Who Them? That's the number these people call in. If it's not on your phone, we're mad at you. We should be a contact in your phone. Right. Like how fun would it be just you're just out one night and you're like, I need to call Who Weekly and we're just in your phone as Who Weekly, like your best pal. And let me tell you, 70% of the calls we get are from people who are just out late at night with their friends and feel like calling. It's great. It's great. It's it really the the Who hotline has become just like a really random place to be. So, Lindsay, today is Thursday. Well, well, it's not, but okay, sure. The Olympics are coming it's up. It's actually Wednesday, but sure. No, Lindsay, listen. Today is Thursday. For our listeners, today is Thursday. Today for you is Thursday. Today for us is Wednesday. And the Olympics are happening this weekend. They begin. I'm so excited. I never you, care about sports, but here I am. Do you want to tease a future episode of ours? Well, so we we wanted to give you some Olympics. Aside from the occasional like call here and there, we wanted to give you a full Olympics base so you know who to stand for and who to boo at. And mm-hmm. so we are going to have a friend of ours, an Olympics expert, come on the show in, I think, a week or so soon. Um, so just so. stay tuned and get yourself ready for America's greatest pastime. Just kidding. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, so uh, let's get started with some comments because there's no better way to start the show than with people who have to correct us about something. Here we go. Hi. So I'm calling in regards to the recent one of the recent episodes where you guys were talking about killing off awful characters from TV shows and if they could, you know, having them die from something embarrassing like pooping themselves or something like that. Um, and so I am actually a pathologist and have had to do autopsies and all that jazz. And people have actually died from pooping. The way it goes is usually they're guys, older guys, 40s, well, not 40s, not old, but you know what I mean. Um, but older guys who get up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, they never come back to bed. Their wives find them sitting on the toilet, slumped over the next morning because they had, you know, heart attacks or aneurysms or, you know, something along those lines from the uh, stress of a, you know, bowel movement, I guess, to put it in other terms. Um, so anyways, that is your knowledge about dying from pooping, I guess. Okay, bye. Well, thank you, caller, for calling in and proving to Bobby that I was correct. You can die from pooping. This is the kind of call that I like. This is the kind of correction that I like. Knowledge. Okay. But still, I want to say the per- they died from a heart attack caused by the stress of pooping, not from what? the poop itself. That's from pooping, from the activity like cause of, of death. pooping. Okay, cause of death, cause of death. On we're the not going to continue Correct me if I'm wrong, pathologist. This. No, we're not. Cause of death Don't would not- be written as heart attack, not pooping stress, on the death certificate. Stress from pooping. Okay, well, I... I Pathologist, you don't have to call in again, but just, I mean, I know, I know the death. I love that you pooping. refuse 
to acknowledge that we had a real doctor call in and say to you, yes, you can die from pooping. And you're like, no, actually, like, no, let me see the death certificate. Excuse me. Excuse me. I just love knowing that we have these, like, smart women listening to our bullshit all day. That's (laughs) great. This is a correction that I stand by. Not a correction I stand by. The pronunciation of any word that we get wrong, because literally who cares? Such as pronunciation. (laughs) There's one. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is, do you think she listens to Who Weekly while performing autopsies? Wouldn't that be fun? Kind of fun? I mean, that's actually an amazing... Can you... Whoever is out there, if you think you do the weirdest thing while listening to Who Weekly, can you tell us? Who mm-hmm. does the... Because the other day I was talking to... Well, at Mimi's, you know that Libby, who works in the kitchen, she listens to Who Weekly while she preps food. And I don't think yes. that that's like particularly weird, but I do find it very charming because it means like our bullshit goes into the food that everyone eats. Yeah. That's cool. That's nice. <laughs> but, you just wanted a reason to mention Mimi's again, which really there could never be enough reasons to mention Mimi's again. But it did... But no, but it did, it do, it is related. So if you think you do like a weird thing while listening to Who Weekly... Remember we had those callers that would listen as they drove... They were like geologists or something and they drove between... Oh, yeah. They weren't geologists, but they were like... They did science stuff mm-hmm. and they were driving between like two cities in like North Dakota or something, Montana. I don't know. I and they listen to Who Weekly. What, if you think you do the weirdest thing while listening to Who Weekly, will you call and tell us, please? Yes. Thanks. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, First time caller. Um, Just wanted to say I've been enjoying the Nick Lachey um, coverage on the episode, but you're missing something very funny. Um, So if you would go into Google and you type in Nick Lachey marijuana, you'll come up with a Washington Post article that says the Ohio marijuana vote that can make Nick Lachey a weed kingpin. Yes, that Nick Lachey. So this is dated in 2015. Basically, in 2015, there was going there was a vote in Ohio um, to legalize marijuana, and essentially it would restrict the growing to uh, like large scale marijuana cultivation to ten designated farms. And who owns some of that farmland? Nick Lachey. Um, so essentially, he was going to have like a cut of this like sanctioned like oligopoly or something but anyway there are also some other people involved like a pair of president william howard taft's great great grand nephews just very strange stuff but um proved like voters voted against it um i don't think weed is legalized in ohio and nick lachey is not a weed kingpin but i was hoping that would have came up in the uh coverage but it did not so i called in all right, thanks. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Did you know that, Bobby? I well, no, I didn't know that. Um, but I, I will say. So it looks like, it looks like weed is going to be legal in Ohio in 2018. Is that what I'm seeing? Am I reading this correctly? <laughs> I don't like know. The Did vote, you? What'd you the Google? The <laughs> vote passed, and that they're going to try to have everything sorted out by September of this year. I mean, I think weed is going to be legal in many places in the next few years. So it would oh, be yeah. surprise me if Ohio the vote was happening again. Mm-hmm. But wasn't it specifically about it being in that specific land designation that would make Nick Lachey rich? They finally – well, that's where they can grow it because it's, it's like super controlled. So I guess I guess the vote was just uh, medicinal purposes, mm-hmm. but still it finally passed. And I nice. guess the question is – so here, here's what it says. Uh, just uh, since I don't want to try to summarize this legal jargon, um, the statute that passed requires the system to be fully operational by September 2018. Um and they have to make 
the Ohio Department of Commerce had to make rules for cultivators by May 6, 2017. And so that means that maybe he already knows what he's going to do with the land. I mean, land. I don't care about the weed legalization part. I care if Nick Lachey is going to be a, a weed kingpin. Also, Nick Lachey news from this week that everyone was tweeting at us. There are restaurant closed the in Cleveland. They're, no. Yeah, it closed. Wait, well, we knew the shoot, didn't the shooting happen a while ago? Uh, the shooting happened on Thanksgiving. Okay, and they just closed yeah. the bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if you were wondering if Nick Lachey was cursed, like the trolley car curse, he seems, it seems like he is. Mm-hmm. Truly. Listen to the other things that happened at this bar. Oh, no. A woman named Ellie Richardson was shot on Thanksgiving morning. She underwent a successful surgery to repair the left side of her face on December 15th. That's good. But then a bouncer was robbed as he helped Ellie. And then, so it was like the bouncer got injured, like got fucked up. Ellie got injured. Um, but they caught the guy who did it. So that's good. Wow. This is a last bad Last call place. at Lachey's. That's the lead. It's last call at Lachey's. Uh, well, enjoy a beer. Enjoy a beer for us, please. Anyone's going to Lachey's for its final final round. The cursed streetcar really is a problem in mm-hmm. their life. Well, I think that's all the comments we got that weren't about our pronunciation. Um, if you called us about our pronunciation of anything, you can okay, honestly. Are you trolling me now with this pronunciation thing? <laughs> what, am I, what am I saying? Pronou- isn't it Pronunciation. I mean, pronounce it. You're saying pronunciation. <laughs> At this point, like, who cares? I can't tell what's real anymore. <laughs> yes, if I you're if you're calling to call if you're calling to to correct our pronunciation, you can honestly take that call somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Those are the calls we aren't playing about our pronunciation, and also calls about Stormy. What's her name? What's the last name? Stormy Weston. Webster. Stormy Webster. Webster is Stormy the name Webster. of Kylie Jenner's new Who baby. Not really a Who, but that name is certainly Who-y. No baby calls, no pronunciation calls, just calls about Army Hammer's wife. Hi, Who Weekly. So I am currently, well, borderline teenage girl obsessed with Army Hammer and his wife, Elizabeth Chambers Hammer. So are these people socialites who were them socialites and now they're like, who celebrities who are on the verge of becoming them celebrities or i mean are they crossovers like is he more of a who and she was a them and now she's a i don't it's all very confusing and i am way too old to be thinking about this but anyways if you could clarify it that would be great thanks what would you say i think he's still a who i think most people still don't really know who army is because call me by your name is not like a it's it wasn't a big hit right and the only way that he's going to become a them as if coming by your name gets him the roles that like because cr- it was critically beloved so if the critic if the critically beloved parts give him the roles that are like superhero roles you mm-hmm. know what i mean you know because mm-hmm. like he had so many chances though he keeps getting chances and big right. budget like big movies but the movies don't actually like resonate well it's weird because they're it's, not necessarily even bad people just think like oh it's fine and then it doesn't hit well, it's it's also a lot of like choice. Like he, you know, he chose to be in the 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 Lone Ranger. What was it? The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. Like he the chose. Man from Uncle. He chose to be. Yeah, and everyone really liked the Man from Uncle, but no one really saw the Man from Uncle. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. I didn't see the Man from Uncle. It's it's supposed to be really good. I mean, I, I guess hear. I guess the point is, it's like Army Hammer. Is he a them? I think no, because of name recognition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that like if it could happen for him it's going to be this year like he has to do some other stuff he has to do something else well this movie didn't if or he'll do those call me by your name sequels that what's his name luca wants to make but do you think those will even be i mean 
They could. It's like people, but I guess no one really thinks Julie Delpy is a them for being in the Before Sunrise trilogy. <laughs> wow, that's a good point. Sorry, Julie. But I mean, I just, I just mean like usually like if there's any, if it's any path for like a critically beloved but underseen movie to like bring someone to like themdom, it means that mm-hmm. they win an Oscar and then like everyone who watches the Oscars like sees it and is like, oh. But Calling by Your oh, Name guy. isn't even nominated for the right no. Oscars to give it that bump, like that moonlight bump that would like make people go back and be like, mm, interesting. Like I might go mm-hmm. see this like movie that I'd never heard of, True. but won the Best Picture Oscar. Call Me By Your Name isn't even, like, nominated for enough to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Timothée might uh, Timothée is the one that. who's... Timothée has more momentum than ARMY does at this point. A hundred percent. And ARMY is really leaning on Timothée Okay, well but this call is not media. about ARMY. This call is about right. Elizabeth, his wife. Elizabeth Chambers, his wife. And so if ARMY's who, and ARMY's like a struggling who, um, ARMY's a very thirsty who, He everything about his look, everything about his attitude suggests he's a them, but he's not. Um... But really, Elizabeth Chambers, there's she doesn't really do much. So she's not even a who. I wouldn't even call her a who. People don't talk about her much because they don't talk about ARMY much, you know? Uh, I don't know. But, like, she's always there when they do talk about him. But what is she doing? She's doing nothing. <laughs> she's not getting the sort of, like, Jenna Dewan Tatum coverage, you know? Because Jenna Dewan Tatum sure. has this other career. Sure. They're not – I mean, they're not a couple that was made more famous by the fact that they became a couple. They're a long right. time. They've been together for, like, what, eight years, nine years or yeah. something? And she's kind of random. The most iconic thing about Elizabeth Chambers is the interview that Army did in 2013 for Playboy when he was promoting The Lone Ranger, which I think people still remember and talk about. I know we certainly do, but it's the one where he was talking about how his sex life changed when he married Elizabeth Chambers. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I used to be a dominant lover. I used to grab like necks and hair, but you can't do it when it's a wife. Like you can't, you can't do it when you're a That was like a problematic thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, I respect her too much. So the it's like, well, did you not respect women before? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the, the hooiest thing about her that I didn't know until looking up this episode is that she owns, well, Army does too. They co-own a bakery in San Antonio fucking Texas. No, they don't. My hometown of San Antonio, Texas. And I didn't go there last time I was there. Wait, do they own it of recent? They own it. They bought it um, in 2012. <gasps> It What's still it exists. What's it called? It still exists. What's it's it called? called Bird. It's called Bird Had Bakery. Had you heard of it before? No. <laughs> Wait, that's so sweet. It's kind of nice. That's like the candy um, store. Anyway, the, if you go to if you go to Bird Bakery and then you click on About Us and then you read Elizabeth's story, it's really all you need to know about um, Elizabeth Chambers. Elizabeth Chambers and her husband, Army Hammer, founded Bird Bakery in 2012 after months of protecting of perfecting family recipes. Elizabeth grew up in the kitchens of her mother and grandmother, who ran a local catering company for many years in San Antonio, hometown hero. So it was only natural for the couple to open a bakery in San Antonio. Bird Bakery has filled a niche in the local community for fresh, from scratch, nostalgic offerings. That's great. So she's a San Antonio girl. Today we're making good old-fashioned lemon squares. Oh. And here to share her homemade recipe is the owner of Bird Bakery in Dallas. And the brand new one uh, is San Antonio, Texas. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Chambers, Chambers Hammer. Hammer. Thank you, ladies. I yes. got the world the way around. The first one was San Antonio. Yes. Now you're in Dallas. Yes, we are. Congrats. Congrats. Yes. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited because I heard that you love lemon squares. I do. I, I do, you too. Love oh, you I love it all. So this is the best and easiest recipes. She's totally a San Antonio girl. Do they live in San Antonio? They must. Uh, no. Well, he probably so. lives in L.A. and she lives. He lives all over the place. Right. Um, but They're by coastal with the peppering of San Antonio. But out of all places, no offense, San Antonio? Yeah. That's question mark. 
No? I don't know. Like, what's that supposed to mean? Like, am I supposed to be offended by that? No, I... Of all places, San Antonio? No, but (laughs) what's the connection? Is she from there? Is that why? She's from there, yeah. Okay, got it. Great. That's why. Hometown hero. Love it. She's a hometown hero, but she's also an actress. I don't want to forget things. Like, she's also, like, been in things, just not many things. What is she... Anything I would know? Hi, guys. I'm Elizabeth Chambers for E! News Now. This is Elizabeth Chambers outside the Los Angeles Police Department. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Chambers for the E! News Bureau. I'm Elizabeth Chambers for E! News Now with this breaking story. Oh, there's a piece on her in Glamour. How to juggle two careers. Meet Elizabeth Chambers, Human Rights Foundation correspondent and bakery owner. So that's her job. There we go. So she She's is, a human rights correspondent. Yes, her, her and a bakery chief owner. correspondent for the Human Rights Foundation with her other job, Owning and operating Bird Bakery in San Antonio, um, so she clap. She oh my god, she travels the globe to work. Oh my god, educating North Koreans about democracy and exposing details about the oil-rich dictatorship of Kazakhstan. Okay, wow. All right, well there you go. Elizabeth Chambers. She contains multitudes. Love that. I mean, that's like the opposite of what Army Hammer does. <laughs> and here we go. And here we go. Although Army Hammer um, has slowly been getting more interesting. Have you noticed he's gotten really into tracksuits lately? Well, he loves tracksuits. He's now. also on. He he had to quit Twitter. I think he came back, but he quit Twitter and started a really fun Instagram. <laughs> he started a fun Instagram after getting pissed off at BuzzFeed on Twitter. Which right, was but a he, great reason to start. A good but it was good because then he started a fun Instagram, and now he's back on Twitter. But he's like fun in both places. It's funny watching celebrities realize that being fun on social media can be fun for them, can be rewarding. Because they really lean to it it very suddenly. Right, unless you're like Josh Gad and then it just comes off like extremely annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, he attended the Chrissy Teigen School of Social Media. Next ooh, up. Ooh, low blow. Boop, 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 boop. This just in, Rachel Platt, an update. Okay, so my mom went to a virtual reality bar in Philadelphia where apparently you play virtual reality for $2 a minute and they give you your cocktails in an IV bag on a pole that you like suck on with a straw. Anyway, you get to choose from all these different virtual reality experiences, like my dad did an NBA game, and you could do like maybe sexy ones or sporty ones or adventurous ones, and the one my mom picked was a two-minute concert of Rachel Platten performing Fight Song. Anyway, uh, good form, Bellthorne. Bye. I want to go to this bar. Yeah, I love the idea of getting your drinks through an IV bag. Like, that goes in your mouth, or does it go into a needle in your arm? It's called um, Mad Rex. And it's really weird. So, like, the virtual reality booths are, like, beautiful plush seats. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I'm trying to make sense of this, of this website, but it's literally, it looks like a, like a smoking lounge. And the virtual reality machines just have the headsets there, and they have what looks like, you know, the little coin-operated slots, like yeah. the vending machine? Like, yeah. it looks, or like a card swipe thing. And you just sit down in this beautiful plush seat, and it looks like there's a touch screen there that lets you pick the things. But um, it has great Yelp reviews. I the just virtual love. Reality... Yeah. Do you want me to? I just I just want to read this really quickly. Uh-huh. So I went to the website and I looked. It's called Mad Rex. It's in Philadelphia. It's called the V Rex Chamber. Funny um, virtual reality menu. It looks like a cocktail menu, but it's virtual reality. Asterisk. Virtual reality experiences may cause motion sickness or nausea. So let's go through what they have here. Dreams of Dolly. Go inside and beyond Dolly's painting, archaeological re- renaissance of... M- Wait, I can't read any... This is confusing. Like anyway, Dolly the painter? Dolly the painter. Oh, it's an I amazing thought it was about Dolly Parton. Video. It's like, who cares? Duration, five minutes. Dramatic views of Biarritz. 
a short video filmed on a walk by the sea in the magical French city in early March 17th, March 2017. Duration, two minutes. Okay. Rachel Platten. <laughs> Suddenly, the third one. Meet Rachel Platten, the singer-songwriter behind the hit single, Fight Song. Rachel gives us an intimate look at her musical journey, from a young girl who dreamed of singing on stage to a struggling 20-something chasing every opportunity to perform. This is the story of who Rachel is and how she became a star. Duration, uh-huh, uh-huh, three minutes. Uh-huh. Three minutes. The next two are Underwater Panic, that makes you think you're in a submarine that's crashed. And no, then absolutely Expo- not. <laughs> Expo Sun, which is space travel. No. And then one that's just like you're on the beach watching a sunrise. Okay, so like... There are no... Look, there are no other (laughs) celebrities on this. I I just went through the whole thing. Rachel's the only one. It's all like visiting other lands or visiting artwork. Or visiting Rachel Platten. Rachel Platten. Um, As somebody who is like very well versed in virtual reality, as you know, and maybe some of our audience know that I do host a virtual reality talk show, um, Mm -hmm. some of the virtual reality experiences that you can be put in are very terrifying, even if it's just like sinking like a submarine sinking would be terrifying in virtual reality um so honestly out of all those options i probably would also choose the rachel platten experience would you yeah you know you got a cocktail i mean i would do both i would probably start with something exciting and fun yeah and then i would sort of unwind i would unwind with rachel um also we haven't even given like a rachel platten update since like fight song was a thing but Mm -hmm. i feel like i have to admit something that bobby knows also Rachel Platten came out with a new album since then, and like, I stan. It's great. Like, <laughs> like it's really good. That's really not. That's not even. That's not even. Um, you know, standum talking. It's really good. It's called Waves. It's like a good album, and I was very hesitant like, to listen to it. Who gave her these it? hits? Who gave her these hits? But she wrote them. She writes all these hits. Well, we know that she's like a songwriter. She wrote yeah. stuff. But but I am curious. Like this is like out of nowhere for us. It really is, and uh, there's a really great. If you wanna, if you wanna be convinced that this album's good, listen to Shivers first, and you'll be like, "Am I? Li- who am I listening to? Am I listening to Selena Gomez?" It's, she's a little. I don't wanna. I don't wanna drag her age because we're not that far off in age, but, but she's you're probably not a, a little. Singer. She's probably a little too old to make this particular thing happen like being the singer but she will she could write songs for days for pop stars okay well so i thought of this and it's if she had sold these songs to other people they would be hits Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. not that she's not a good singer she's a fine singer but it just feels like these songs fit for other people thematically and if she would have sold them to those specific people that i could name but i won't they would be hits i think she's a little too she's a little too earnest and like nice to be a pop star like mm-hmm. there's no mystery with her you know mm-hmm. and if she gave them if she gave them to someone like selena gomez you know if she gave them i love to you someone keep like, bringing up selena gomez as the person it sounds, who's gonna get these it, rachel platten hits but it sounds like her like that could be seen as or like Marin morris when Marin morris inevitably pivots to pop you know we listened to rachel platten when we were driving is is she isn't she from newton yeah she's from my hometown we listened to that entire album leaving newton I know, and this we were like, "This episode is boring." We oh were like, God, we're "This is a about, banger." We cannot stand for about. We cannot stand for Rachel Platten any longer. This well, I'm going to cut boring. this down, so it's fine. Let's get to the next. Let's get to the next person. Hi, Weekly. So I was getting brunch with a friend, and she just said, "Alexis Ren looks different in every single photo I've seen of her." And I said, "Who is Alexis Ren?" I looked at her Instagram, and then I realized that I knew her face. Because she's the girl in all those, like, you know those, like, really shitty cash grab Skinner box, like, mobile games? Um, 
So she's like in an advertisement for one of the Final Fantasies, like this Final Fantasy one. And so I've seen her all the time. And every time I've seen her face, I've been like, fuck this game because the advertisements are annoying. And I don't know. I think that's like possibly the Hui's endorsement, especially since she has to post about it. It, from her Instagram, it looks like she has to post about it every couple of days. Like, I'm sure they're paying her a ton of money, but I don't know. It doesn't feel much like brand synergy. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. Uh, still obsessed with lesbians. Bye. This is all you. I got is a little it? bit to say, but this is mostly you. You have a little you said bit. You, wanted, you said you wanted to talk about her. Well, I do. I just feel like But she... we are both obsessed. We both immediately became obsessed with this woman. So Alexis... I mean, it'll be a fleeting obsession. We'll Ren. forget about her in 30 minutes. But. <laughs> Alexis Ren is somebody I have done, admittedly, a deep dive on in the past. Like, she has... You know, you, like, you remember the people. You barely remember them. But if you come across someone again, you're like, oh, I definitely did that. Oh, I definitely one. have been there. And, like, I did that mm-hmm. full thing. I paid attention to her when she had a boyfriend she was part of this like kind of like super couple she had a boyfriend named jay and they were like two models and they did a lot of like modeling together and it was they both became like instagram people like Mm -hmm. just instagram influencers they were selling stuff on their Mm -hmm. instagrams but like posing and like she has like an insane body like she i mean insane meaning like in every sense of the word that you would think of like not body chiming her like literally it's like insane like it's an unbelievable body in terms of like not being real kind of um and it's also kind of insane because it isn't real it's one of those like um um emily radikowski bodies yeah and you can and you can you can watch her her body transform (laughs) if you scroll to the bottom of her instagram and then scroll back up you're like wow your body changed right it's very it's she has a very trendy instagram body right now (laughs) Yeah, yeah, which is like a bummer, but because just such a crazy body to have. Anyways, they broke up and it was a huge deal because I guess um, like it was a huge deal because they're all their branding was around each other. Um, she said that he had a small dick. She went oh. off on she went off on Twitter and just was like, uh, let me read you some of this um, question. Fucking everything. The more you learn, the less, you know, Beasley, he was like definitely cheating on her. Um, okay, it's yeah. crazy how wrong you can be about someone. The time you confused a lesson with a soulmate. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. The relationship wasn't good for his business anymore. Uh, right? Like fucked up. But it was like kind of upsetting just because you can tell they like used each other as just as much. And obviously mm-hmm. it ruined their romantic relationship. Because of course, what's new? Anyways, the kind of best thing about her currently, she's kind of like not personality. She like doesn't really have personality. Yeah. And I think she also seems like the sort of... Uh, Instagram celebrity who's content being an Instagram celebrity, you know, like it doesn't very seem content. Like, it doesn't seem like she wants to be. A lot of them want to be actors or singers or something else, but it seems like she's like, I'm good. <laughs> this <laughs> well, is and, good. And, and the type of modeling she does is like commercial because she definitely is doing commercial modeling, but it's, it's very not. Kate Upton-y. I don't think that like, she wants to do like high fashion. Like I don't think no. I don't know if this girl sees herself as doing high fashion modeling. Like she was recently on the cover of Maxim, right? Like you're like, oh, yeah. does Maxim still exist? And the answer is yes. And this is the type of person that is on the cover of Maxim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the yeah. best thing about her is is that she is the one of the uh many, what do you call avatars, persons, uh 
spokespeople for the Final Fantasy game series. You know those ads that are all the same that are like a person who's like a like a woman. It's it was Kate Upton. It's been Mariah Carey. I don't think it's all for the same brand because you we talked about this last night. It's like cl- there's Clash of the Clans. There's Clash of Clans. Kate Upton's was Game of War. So it's all the different games, but they're all doing the same type of ad where like a sexy woman is like fight the battle for me or something. <laughs> yeah. um, here's Alexis Renz. Let me play it. This is for Final Fantasy. This is your battleground. You must defend it. Okay. You can you can stop the, the okay. audio because we don't need it anymore. It just goes on to show the gameplay. But that voice you just heard, was <laughs> there's no way in hell that was Alexis Ren's voice. It's Alexis Ren in the video, in the ad, but it's not her voice. Like, there's a few different ads and they're both, they're all not her voice. Like, let me just play one different version. And you're just like, there's 100%. No video has ever been more dubbed. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. But it also just like kind of feeds into the fact that this woman is like not a voice. Like, who, yeah, you right. know, she's like, a face. She's like, a bot. does she talk? Like, I don't know. Wait, here's this mm-hmm. one. Here are one, two, three, four, five, six more things to know about Alexis Ray from the story on Narc City. 47 Alexis things you never Rachel. Alexis is someone else. I keep thinking Alexis Ray, Alexa Rachel. Here are, here are six more things to know about Alexis Ren from the article 47 Things You Never Knew 47 about Alexis Seven Things? Some of these things are actual things, and some of these things are just like words. Some of these things. Are I not want things. you to read all forty-seven at this point. Like, 40, do you want me to read all forty-seven? Kind of, because it just that? feels like it's it's almost like a troll to me that they have forty-seven things about this woman. I don't okay. think there Let's are forty-seven things, unless it's like well, you, you know, uh, alive. One, she was homeschooled her entire life. Two, she was a ballet dancer for 10 years and trained six to seven hours a day. Three, one of her biggest pet peeves is people saying one thing and then doing the exact opposite. Four, quote, if I consider you a friend, I consider you family. Some of these things are like things that the author is saying and some of these things are just quotes of her describing her life. Five, she lost her mom to cancer in 2013. Six, people say Alexis is a lot like her mom. What? Seven, quote, I'm unorganized AF, but I'm trying to get better. Eight, since she was 16, she lived in six different apartments. Nine, she is a travel addict. Ten, one of her biggest fears is staying the same. Eleven, quote. (laughs) Eleven. Eleven. Eleven, quote. Eleven, quote. I'm more of a dork than most people know. Twelve, she was raised in Santa Monica. Thirteen, Anne moved to Tokyo when she was 14. Fourteen, she has seven tattoos. Fifteen, she loves anime. Sixteen, she loves, quote, proving people wrong. 17. In 2016, she publicly she publicly spoke out about her eating disorder. 18. And 2017 has been a year of recovery for her. See, those things should have been combined into one thing. 19. She this is my favorite. This is my favorite one-two punch of this entire story. 19. She will choose sneakers over heels any day. 20. Quote, I'm kind of indecisive. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. 21. She's not a pro at makeup, but she's trying to get better. That seems like a drag. 22. She has more guy friends than girlfriends. 23. She considers her friends her role models. 24. I consider a woman's body as art. That's a quote. 25. This one's incomprehensible. 25. One word. Brunch. There's no context. I don't know what that thing is. Does she like brunch? Does she hate brunch? Does she know what brunch is? This doesn't have a link. This doesn't say anything about what she thinks about brunch. Sorry, only one word. 25, one word, brunch. Also keep that, put that on the back burner because this comes back later. 26, quote, I'm learning to be a better listener. Okay, 27, 
Her mom was a health nutritionist. 28. Quote, my music is my diary. 29. Quote, I'm learning to stick up for myself. 30. Quote, my notes on my phone consist of 3 a.m. thoughts and responsibilities that I am avoiding. 31. Quote, I love late night drives. 32. Quote, I love skateboarding. 33. She has two sisters and one baby brother who's 10. 34. Her mom loved animals, and at one point in her life, they had three snakes. 35. One thing she cannot live without is stevia extract. <laughs> Hold on, wait. And so, you remember I told you to table the last the thing about one word being brunch? Yeah. 36. One more word. Coffee. <laughs> Why won't those be next to each other? Also, brunch and coffee are like one and the same. 37. Quote, hate on social media gets to me. 38. Quote, hate on social media motivates me. 39. Quote, I love talking about technology and science. 40. Elon Musk and Neil deGrasse Tyson are two of her biggest role models. 41. This is important for us. Though she doesn't watch t- TV much, she loves listening to podcasts. Hello, Alexis Wren. Have you heard of Who Weekly? 42. She loves the tropics, but she says she probably couldn't live there full time. 43. I care too much about what other people think of me as opposed to what I think of me. I'm working on that. 44. Quote, I'm really honest, sometimes a little harsh. 45. I cuss a fucking lot. 46. Quote, I love, 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 love late night conversations. 47. Quote, I love learning. That's the end. Oh, I love learning was the last one. I love learning. She loves learning. Wait, so what's really kind of amazing about this list is I can't tell whether I'm in awe or I'm disgusted by the fact that like, instead of 47 things about her, this person could have just written like a profile. Mm -hmm. This is the opposite of a well-written profile, which is just a list of things. A list of things and an occasional Instagram photo. I love that it just says, gossip. 47 things you never knew about Instagram famous model Alexis Wren. Quote, I love talking about science and technology. That's how they're trying to draw you in. Like, I feel bad that whoever this writer was maybe, like, wanted to write a profile and, like, had all these fun things about her. And then the, the editor was like, mm, let's just make it 47 things. Don't even edit it down. Just give me 47, th- as many things as possible. You're being generous saying that this had an editor attached to it. Okay, um, well, true. Nar- should, we move, should we move on? <laughs> Narcity.com. What are you talking about? Nar- Narcity.com. Here we go. Next call. I love learning. Hey, MJ Bobby. So I just finished watching The Cloverfield Paradox, which is the new J.J. Abrams movie that was released uh, right after the Super Bowl. And um, the entire time I was like, you know, these people look familiar, but like, who are they? Um, so I would love to know just like who's the veniest of all the who's in the cast, um, because I think it's really important. Um, thanks so much. Mommy's the winner. Bye. So uh, I too watched the Cloverfield Paradox, and not I not only watched it, rushed, got a rush home, I like freaking... fell for the propaganda, the Netflix propaganda, like rushed home, I rushed his ass home, got to watch Cloverfield Paradox. They're good at it. Mm-hmm. They're good at it. Elizabeth Debicki. Let's go through. Let's go through all the people. I'm actually not going to start with Elizabeth Debicki. First of all, I understand that technically it is a J.J. Abrams movie, but like this movie, this movie is just like Ten Cloverfield Lane was not a Cloverfield movie until like post production when they were like, "This is a flop. What are we going to do with this? Let's shoot some extra stuff and put it in the Cloverfield universe." Uh, Julius Ona directed it, and he made um, he made uh, a lot of a lot of short films. But he has <clears throat> this movie that did kind of well that people like called "The Girl Is in Trouble." I never saw it. People kind of liked it. Okay, so his next big thing. I feel like this is sort of going to be this forgettable flop. So they like Paramount apparently spent forty five million dollars on this movie, 
And then no one wanted anything to do with it because it was very clearly bad. And so Netflix was like, Netflix, brilliant marketers that they are, were like, we'll buy it for $50 million, allegedly. And then we'll just drop it with no advance warning. We'll add these we'll add these other things to it. If, and they knew if they bought a spot on the Super Bowl that they Everyone could just, yeah, they all they would have to do was spend that amount of money, that amount of money to have a commercial for it. And millions of people would, would watch it. And just people would go watch it because, again, like, you know, all they want is their existing audience to go and then they watch prove, it. And they prove to their, I don't they know. They want a new audience too, obviously. Invest, they improve to everyone who has like a financial stake in Netflix that like we will get eyes on our shows. On anything, even if it's Any, bad. On anything, even if it sucks. So Netflix, Netflix wins, you know, even though this movie is bad. Well, there's a lot of hype about, it's interesting, there's a lot of hype about Netflix stuff that's good. But I don't think there's mm-hmm. enough hype about Netflix stuff that's bad because that's what the most interesting shit is, is yeah, stuff that's so bad, bad on stuff. Netflix that people will watch anyways because it's on Netflix. It's almost mm-hmm. just like, it's like, why not? It's on here and I'm already paying for this thing. But it's yeah. like, then you're, they're kind of just forcing you to watch bad stuff. They're forcing you to watch bad. And and especially they've, they've stopped focusing on like acquiring other movies, like rights to existing movies. So it's like you're being forced to just watch their shit. Yeah. Because like if you want to watch other movies, you got to watch on HBO and Go or Amazon even Prime. if they're bad. So what they're doing is training you that when all these other movies are gone, you're going to have their their good stuff occasionally mm-hmm. that they make. Not occasionally. They make a lot of mm-hmm. good stuff. And then they're going to have kind of just the rest of this bad stuff that you're kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of gaslit into watching. He has a new movie coming out that like might be a thing next year. It's with Naomi Watts, Octavia Spencer, Tim Roth, and this younger actor named Kelvin Harrison Jr. So it's called Loose, and it seems like it seems like it might be a thing. Deadline's written about it a couple times, but let's go into the actors who are in this because on paper, you look at this poster, you look at the synopsis. It's like oh, an interesting like space drama, action thriller drama okay. starring Gugu Mbatha-Ra, who has like pretty decent credits to her name. Um, she was in Concussion. She was in... She was the d- Feather Duster in Beauty and the Beast. She was she in Beyond, was in Beyond the, Lights. the Lights, which is great. Wait, can I... She was also in the San Junipero episode on oh, Black Mirror that everyone loves, which is probably what she's most famous for, let's not lie. Yeah. Um, Bobby called her hoo-hoo Mbatha Ra the other night. Mbatha Ra. Which I loved. Um, but I mean, soon to become them, them Mbatha Ra. Okay, I sure, think, sure. I think, Gugu, I think Gugu is like... Of anyone in this cast, maybe not counting Elizabeth Debicki, Gugu will Gugu will be famous. She's Gugu will be beautiful, huge. and she's There's really no she a be. good actress. The problem is that yes. every kind of job she's taken, aside from the San Junipero thing, is truly mm-hmm. not a good choice. Like even Beyond yeah. the Lights, which was a great movie and got critical love, no one cared about that. No movie. one cared about so it. So it's interesting. What's happening um, here? So Gugu, Gugu is going places. Who else is going places? David Oyelowo is in it. Um, he's already, I think he's already He's already of... somewhere, but I mean, I feel like he still hasn't, like Selma was, Selma, it's hard because it was a biopic. So yeah, people probably see him and are like, they're like MLK guy. Yeah. Um, so he will be around and people really like him. He's good. Uh, who else? Daniel Brühl. You Daniel love Brühl. You love who's him. Who's in like everything. <laughs> you love this, The scary German guy who's in Everything. My favorite Daniel Brühl role is whenever he plays the gay restaurant investor who has a crush on Bradley Cooper and Burnt. Stop it! Your favorite role is not th- th- like Burnt. Burnt. Yeah, because like the only reason the only reason Bradley Cooper like gets away with it and like has a happy ending at the end of Burnt is because like Daniel Brühl, uh, you know, <laughs> bails him out because what he is, has a crush on. What Bradley is Cooper. Daniel Brühl's most iconic role that people would maybe know? Not burnt. I can't say burnt? No. Hold on, let me think. Let me look at this. Let me look at everything. Daniel Brühl. 
He's in the Alienist for one. No, I. God, that's, what else is again, he in? Oh, not... he was in. He was a Nazi in Inglorious Bastards. Wow, it's like and could also any, could anyone play a better Nazi? He was a Nazi, and no, he like perfect actor to play a Nazi. Yeah, truly. And he was in that movie that was really, really popular, like when we were in high school. That was like the the in, like a big indie movie of the of the year. Goodbye what? Lenin. That was oh, his like yeah. intro. Remember okay. Goodbye Lenin? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from that, I'm trying to look. He was in that Ron Howard movie that no one cared about, about the race car drivers, Rush. And he was one of them. He was like, it was Chris Hemsworth was a Rush, and then he was a Rush, and they both rushed. But he's in a lot of things. He's just kind of everywhere right now. He's in too many things. He's ubiquitous. too many things. You know who's also in Cloverfield uh, Paradox, who's also in everything right now? Chris O'Dowd. O'Dowd. Oh, my God. Chris O'Dowd is in everything. Chris O'Dowd. He must be, like, well-liked. He's Irish. I feel like he's probably, like, fun and, like, funny. He's in a lot of things. He's in a different movie also. He's like the, <laughs> he has the Simon, you know, in like, um, in all of these movies and all these serious action sci-fi movies that are like thrillers, there's always the one guy with the one-liners, the quips. Yeah, yeah. That's his role, obviously. Of course. Um, And it's like, it's so jarring because the movie is so un, like fucked up and, and serious um, and the stakes are so high that his jokes really feel like they're in a different place because like his arm at one point his arm gets cut off and then his arm like walks around like thing or cousin it whatever it thing mm-hmm. which one in which one is the hand in Adam's family it or thing 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 cousin no thing so thing like, not he's like oh my arm oh look at my arm walking around oh I need my arm so this movie is oh, bad oh. is what we're what it's we're terrible trying to say. yeah it's, it's really bad you should never watch it it was really shoe they really shoehorned in a cloverfield reference that is completely dumb you know who else is in in this movie which is funny the girl from crouching tiger hidden dragon z zhang do you remember her she's good she dies pretty early sorry spoilers oh my god her death is like isn't fucked up it's like sorry spoil it's uh, who cares honestly the girl who plays Jordan in the Great Gatsby remake is in this, Elizabeth Right, Debicki. that's Elizabeth Debicki. And she's like a big thing. She's a stage actress. Donald Logue is in it for one scene. Mm, Donald Logue. He's like also one of those Chris O'Dowds. Like he's just kind of like, oh, he's there. There yes. he is. He always plays a cop. Is um, he a cop in this? Is God, he a fireman? We're going, we're going We're going long on this stupid movie. But the, the last thing I wanted to say about it <laughs> is that... Um, this stupid maybe, movie. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's all there is. But people There's want it. This is what the it. question was. It's like, who are all these people? Like, who are these people? And like... Where are they from? And th- that's sort of the jarring thing about this is all these people are better than this movie, um, which is another reason Netflix made a good decision because they knew that people would be convinced it was good just based on the cast. Like if you showed me this cast and you were like, are you going to watch this movie? I'd be like, totally. There's all these kind of like random people. Like I like Chris O'Dowd and like Daniel Brühl is interesting and Gugu. Oh my Brule. God. <laughs> like I would totally just have, I would have been in and, but you're right. Like it's like, it fools you. Just like the premise of this movie fools you. And it really does seem like they must have thought, they must have read the script and been like, oh, this this seems interesting. Like, this is a cool idea. And it is no. kind of a cool idea. It's just really, really poorly You forgot the one written. person who is barely in this, but is the J.J. Abrams, like, the how you know it's a J.J. Abrams movie is this actor being in this. And who is it? Do you know? The actor who's in it's it. Only his vo- it. It's only his voice. Oh, God, I don't know. Greg Grunberg. Does that... Who is that? Greg Grunberg. He's in every J.J. Abrams thing. No? That doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Who is that? He's Am I an this, idiot? He, mm, you're not an idiot, but <laughs> he's this actor who was in Felicity. 
Oh, that guy. There's his photo. Oh, that guy. And he's sort of like, in... like he looks like TB John Favreau's brother. Yes. Exactly. But he, him, and JJ Abrams are like best friends, and he's mm-hmm. like in all these like JJ Abrams projects because mm-hmm. like they're buddies. But yeah, he's like, yeah, he's a good who. He's in he's Star Wars. Who. He's in Star Wars. Yeah, but his name I didn't is know like his name. yeah, Greg Grunberg. That's it. Good who. And I think and I think we're done for the week, aren't we? God, I hope so. Yeah, we're definitely we are definitely done. Um, thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> Call six one nine who them if you want to add your own questions. Follow Alexis Ren on Instagram because Do, it's funny. Don't follow. It's, it's like funny. too much. Follow us on Instagram. Oh yeah, please follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Goodbye. Stay off the Cincinnati uh, streetcars, please. <laughs> That's a good sign up. Like, have a good day and stay off the Cincinnati streetcars. This is Bobby yep. Finger and Lindsay Weber. Lindsay Weber. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> You will drain it. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm literally so trash right now, and I just watched your fucking story on Instagram about Jonah Hill's girlfriend, and I am fucking screaming. And if you don't get swipe up in like two fucking weeks, I'm deleting. So. Everyone fucking follow this shit on Instagram. It's fire. Thank you. That was a headgum podcast.